Greetings, everyone. You're tuned in to another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Rayshard Pinkney. I want you to get close and get your Bibles and follow me in the scripture. And let's have a conversation that matters. All right, who's here from Jordan Crawford? All right, hey, I would like to give you a round of applause because we went up there today and they, they showed us so much kindness and love. So I appreciate y'all actually following through. So I appreciate that. Jordan Crawford, I appreciate y'all. So uh, uh, as I said, I have I had four different um, topics that we were going to kind of deal with. Um, and as I, as I told you before, uh, I think this is important. And the caller actually thought it was important. The question was, is salvation important, right? And if it is important, is that why it's so hard to receive? So basically asking, you know, why is salvation so hard to receive? And uh, I kind of want to help the caller out. And uh, I'm going to give my panel a chance if you would like to talk about salvation and why is it so hard to receive? And also, uh, yeah, basically that's the question, why is it so hard to receive salvation? My name is Robin, and I'm uh, the covenant child of God. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I think and I believe that uh, surrender is uh, something, uh, fully surrender is uh, one thing that holds us back from, um, like, fully accepting, uh, you know, the the aspect of the, um, you know, the, uh, salvation. Salvation. Uh, in order to fully feel, uh, you know, you know, everything about salvation would be, uh, uh, you know, you have to submit, surrender to, uh, 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 um, so my friend uh, Robbie was talking about uh, fully submitting and surrendering. Um, anybody else on the on the topic of salvation? What's your name, sir? Uh, Jacob. Jacob. All right, Jacob. Um, I would say salvation. I really like the concept, but I would say salvation is a hard one for people to accept because just the way the world is nowadays. The world is very dark, twisted. I mean, you can see it in music, movies, everything nowadays. So it's hard to put your faith in something when you have so many other things going. I mean, if we want to get real scripture like this is like even believing in different deities, being it believing in different gods, what's the one true word, what's the one true belief? It's real hard for people to honestly submit to something, to really surrender to actually believe in something out this. And that's what I feel on salvation. All right, all right. I kind of would want to hear him elaborate more. So he had more on that, but I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Uh, wait, what you got, uh, Mr. Robert? Now, are we just jumping in there, or are we? Uh, man, when I when I give it to you, man, it's your it's your opportunity. It's your when I give it to you, it's your opportunity to educate us what salvation is to you. When I give it, the floor is yours, my friend. I believe it because it seems like we're surrounded by like agnostics and atheists everywhere that we uh, you know turn. And uh, a lot of people don't know the word, you know, um, just like me, the scripture. So it, I, I, I tend to wonder if, you know, the agnostic or whatever it is, is that something that I just fully didn't understand, but that I actually was living that life, you know, until I fully uh, embedded myself in uh, just, you know, the faith and understanding. Of Jesus. <coughs> 
<laughs> what, what, what's that word you're saying again, bro? Agnostic. Okay, I got you. Okay. Uh, so I, I have a. So when you when you're talking about you know um, salvation, is, is there a specific way to receive salvation? Um, is there a specific way to receive salvation? Or I know we're talking about surrender and all the different things in the world, because I guarantee you, if I if I was to go around the room and just take three people and I ask the question, how is it that you are saved? Uh, how many answers do you think I get? So, I mean, hi, I'm Raymond. Mr. Raymond. Uh, you know, what are we saved from? We hear that thrown around all the time. We're saved from God's wrath, the abiding wrath that, that sits upon the sons and daughters of disobedience, which it says if we accepted Christ as our Savior, we once were. So it's a recognition of the fact, I mean, really, I don't hear it really preach well anymore, but you know, when I was a kid, I heard these great sermons. I mean, cut, cut right to your soul, right? And um, so the abiding wrath, which is hell, right? You can go the way of the Bible. Only one way out of that. That's recognizing that our sin, there's a curse of sin and death on us and in us that has to be dealt with if we're going to stand before God and go out into heaven in Jesus Christ. Seeing that our sin needs to be forgiven and washed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. Jesus went to the cross and the blood needs to wash us. And then, right, then we decide to live for God after that. You know, Jesus said, wide broad is the path to destruction and many there are that go down. And narrow is the path to eternal life and few there are that find it. You know, and, uh, you know, I, How many say find it? Few. Oh. Few. So <laughs> all right, all right. As I was with this, you know, I went to Bible college and was a paid minister. I relapsed and was on probation in three counties and on the streets. And I was praying, God, you see, this was my prayer. God, you see me. I'm going to die in my sin and go to hell. Please, in Jesus' name, do something, right? I needed to be back in God's good graces. And, and uh, man, it's just amazing what God did that. I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to feel that way. I don't ever want to walk away from God. No. My salvation has nothing to do with my actions, but yet my actions, I walk out myself. I work out your salvation with fear and trembling, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. so that's, you know, the scriptures I think just backs that up time and time again. You were saying something about? Oh, I said I like that. Okay, okay, okay. I got a hand. Wait, wait. I got a hand. Yes, sir. Added on to that, the Bible says in John 18, "He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is already." Oh man, he he, 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 he right where I was going. Plain language right there. It's written in, in the Gospel of John, and it's just like, you know John three sixteen, for He so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son, but those who believe are not are not perishing, but entered into eternal life. But you have to walk in faith of it. You can be hindered, like the brother back there told me, that, yeah, look at the world that it is. But the world, the gospel is veiled to those who are perishing, the Bible says. So we have to walk in faith of what we see. I gotta know every day of my life, I wake up, I'm still covered by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Every sin I committed for the past, and yet, I'm gonna tell you the truth, it's gonna happen again. We're gonna fall short, but the Bible says, He will always uphold us with a righteous right hand. And that's a loving mercy for God. For this goodness in the Bible says in uh, 20, uh, Psalm 23 6, 
Follow me all the days of my life. We go into the house of the Lord forever. But in order to do that, we have to hold on to faith. Diligently hold on to our faith. No matter what the world throws at you. you know, whether we backslide, whether we get into the wrong relationship, or we act out out of the flesh, mm. we have to just continue our faith. Because we got the Bible says we gotta hold on to it with all diligence. Amen. I want to express something real quick. All right, all right. Uh, when I sat down there, I don't know what page I'm going to you know. I, I think my finger now and I flipped it. Flipped it, okay. Uh, looking at a verse right now that you just said, John 16, you know, so my God. Okay, hey, so so I was gonna I, I was gonna tell y'all this, this is why this is why when I had them make this poster they said why don't we just take a Bible out and go outside I want them to know what that mean when the, when the Bible is there what that mean when you say you talking about somebody when you talking about somebody gossip they're not there. Okay, so I like to believe that Jesus is here right now. Amen. Uh, so that's why I want, I want when I'm talking about this and all of us together, that's why you went right to your. I, I like to believe He's here right now. Amen. All right. So uh, I was actually going to John three, which is what he read, and I want to do this for the sake of everybody. Uh, if you got your Bible, could we go to John three and? Is that in the Old Testament? Yeah, yeah okay, you'll be there all day. <laughs> I, I may know the story about Nicodemus. We we talking about salvation now. So the, the question the question is, you know, why is it so hard to receive salvation? And I, I just I just want to make sure when my when we leave here, we know is it hard or is it not hard? So I'm gonna take a quick poll right now if I could, if you don't mind. Is it hard to be saved? Can I get a hand? Is it hard? Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, okay. Is it easy? Oh man, he got it. He, 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 put, he, put, he put both hands out, okay. He put, he, put, he put two hands out, okay. Okay, so because the call of question was is it hard to be saved and if it's hard, is that why it's so important? Now, you know one of the famous scripture people like to say, Jesus say, you know, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what a lot of people like to say, right? Um, but he also mentioned the scripture where he talked about work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now that part don't sound easy, right? Anybody that work out, you know it ain't even just going to work out. That's why the gym always gets your money and you don't be there. <laughs> uh, so, I get mine. <laughs> there you go, there you go. One, one out of all of us. Uh, he, go, he, he go to him and fulfill his gym membership. But, oh, no, I, I, not at the gym, but... <laughs> oh, okay. I get it, though. You get it? All right. So, gym. <laughs> yes, sir. So my, my aim in this question, my aim in this question is to take what Jesus said and then, that's the answer. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is it, is it hard to be saved? That's the, that's, the, that's the question. And then, Jesus give the answer. What's it? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think it's people one that has maybe something uh, with revelations uh, relies on. Uh, I was always one that uh, I, I only believed in what I could hear, taste, touch, smell. 
You know, I didn't, uh, didn't grasp anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, it but faith without works is dead. You know, come on. faith without works is dead. Um, in order to become spiritually fit, you got to put in the work. All right. So, all right. Hurry, hurry, let me let me hurry up, man. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you in real quick. I want to make sure everybody follow me in the scripture. All right, go ahead, both man. My name's So, uh, I think that's the toughest part about receiving accepting that salvation is the reaching out to somebody. In my flesh, I'm, I'm selfish. It's all about me. So, for me to say here, I turn it all over to you, something that I haven't seen. Or casually, uh, is the key to to that salvation. All right, all right, all right. What what do he tell Nicodemus? So we can skip through this scripture a little bit because we we want to make sure we get out on time, right? What did Jesus do? Anybody remember what Jesus told Nicodemus when Nicodemus came to him and asked him, "Can I enter into my mother's womb a second time?" Now is that hard? Ten of your mother womb second time. I think that's impossible. Uh, but what did Jesus tell Nicodemus he had to do? Do anybody remember? Huh? He, he got to be born again, right? Uh, he gave Nicodemus steps on how to be born again. Is that true? Okay, that's what we're gonna read. We're gonna skip past all that, and then we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. Like I say, we can do context another day. I'm picking scriptures that you're very familiar with and we should know it. So marvel not. I'm in John 3 and I'm starting at verse, matter of fact, I'm going to start at verse 4. If you can turn your Bibles, your phone, whatever you got, I'm going to read it. Oh, anybody want to help me read? All right, what you got, man? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Yep, yep, yep. We're going, we're going all the way to seven. Okay, Jesus answered. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and uh, the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said that I said to you. You must be born again. So then my question is restated. That was, so do anybody believe that's the, that's the way to get saved? Amen. Amen. All right, we all on that page. Let's clap it up for, for being on that page. Why would not? Don't dispute with me, Nicodemus. You must be born again. So Nicodemus stated something to Jesus that was obviously hard and impossible. Jesus turned around and told him, except you're born of the... What, 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 which one is he from? Ah. Now, how hard is that? That means baptized. Oh! That means baptized and then have the Spirit in you. Okay. Uh, Y'all with me today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the floor open. Did he, did he tell Nicodemus to be born of the water? Yeah. Do, we, do we agree with that? Yes. I got one more script there. We can move on to the next question, okay? I just want to put it out there. Right in the same Gospels, right? We're going to Mark. 16, and I'm going to start at the 15th verse. So you go backwards. Don't go in the Old Testament with Raymond. Mark what? Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15. So he said, marvel not, you must be born again. Water, which is baptism, which my brother just told me, and spirit. Amen. Who can tell what the spirit is? 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Bible gives it a name. I just like to use Holy Ghost, right? Holy Ghost. Everybody want to Holy Ghost? Actually, it's a multitude of, of, of Bible, actually. Okay. But, but do most people Bible say Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, right? Uh, I know we got different versions of the Bible, but we should be all there. Okay. Mark 16, 15. What you got, Bob? Man, you want to help me read again? What does it say? Uh, we're just going to read the 16. So 16 to 15, and we're going to go to 16. What does it say? And he said to them, I want one more time, boss man. What we got? He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Oh. Whoa. 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 But he who does not believe will be condemned. Hey, did, did that sound? It was just two instructions there, right? He that believes is baptized shall be what? Saved. No, I ain't say that. That's that what the scripture said, right? Yeah. That's right. And he said, he that don't believe, he said he was. Damn, what? Going to hell, right? Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like, you know, talk about that, but we got to say something about that if he said it. All right. Is that, is that easy or is that hard? Is it easier than going back into your mother's womb? Yeah. I, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. What you got, Bob? Uh, sometimes it can be as easy as uh, uh, reaching out to somebody out there in the world, whatever it is, and just letting them know that Jesus loves you. And you just have to see just something. Plant the seed. I'm with you. Plant the seed. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because all of us here, the only reason that any of us are here is because somewhere in your life, you heard about the man named Jesus. Yeah. If they would have said, come in here, Ray Shard, I, I wouldn't come and hit me. My wife don't come and hit me. <laughs> uh, Y'all with me today? But somewhere in your life, you heard about the man Jesus, and that's why we're here, because we want to talk about him. Mm. Right? And Jesus gave us an instruction. That's his instruction. Are we good on that? Yeah. Marvel not, you must be born again. Yeah. Water, spirit. Amen. So that, that, that's the answer we gave the call. So I'm glad I, I, I shared that with y'all. I'm glad. That, that, I, I shared that with the caller, so we're on, we on the right page, all right? All right, we can move on. We're coming to agreement. That, that's what it's about. He said, how beautiful it is for brethren to, to dwell together in unity. All right? All right. And speaking the truth. Man, don't, and lie not. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We can go after life or we can go to spiritual gifts. Uh, man, I really wish y'all could hear how to. You cool with both of them. My man, my man. That's why you're on the panel table, baby. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to spiritual gifts. Okay. And uh, where I want to do is to kind of give us a little fabric for this, this question because this is what the caller was kind of asking or expressing the question of of and it was found in Ephesians it was found in Ephesians <coughs> 4 and, <coughs> and 11 Ephesians 4 and 11 and we'll read to verse 13 and then we'll open it up for my panel the floor we'll open it up uh, but this is they basically was asking the question of the spiritual gifts and the spiritual gifts, we're going to read about them in Ephesians 4 and 11. And basically, that's what the question was basically tainted off of. All right? 
All right, so can I get some help reading from the panel there? We want to first itemize what the spiritual gifts is. And the caller's question was, is there an order to this, excuse me, is there an order to these spiritual gifts? Are y'all with me? If there's an order to these spiritual gifts, I, I gave you the example about how these kids come to me on the first day of football practice and everybody want to do everything but what they should have been doing. Huh? Well, if the same way with these spiritual gifts a lot of times, a lot of people would like to do a lot of things in God, but it ain't where he put them at. Would you agree? Huh? It's like wearing a suit or a jacket that's too big for you. You're taking on a responsibility that might be bigger than what you got. So I want to make sure we read it and put it out there and we're going to see what the scriptures say about the order of this. All right. Ephesians 4 and 11. What? Ephesians 4 and 11, boss man. Everybody got it? You can let us know. All right. He himself gave some to be apostles. Uh, some okay, go back up to give it a little. Okay, yeah, that's it. Okay, spiritual gifts. What does it say, man? All right, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Continue forward. Uh, yep, go to 13. For some equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to be a perfect man, to be or to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. All right. So the caller's question was concerning these spiritual gifts. And also if you read Corinthians, they even have a, another list of spiritual gifts. But the caller's question was is there any order to this or do you just, are you just what you say you are? You say you're a prophet, you say you're an apostle. Is that what it is or is there an order to it? No, That's the question. Down to the anointing of God. God wants his prophets. God is the one that raises up his apostles Evangelist, pastors, and teachers by his spirit when giving those gifts. Not of our own ways, because there's somebody here trying to talk to an apostle because he know what an apostle does. Other than raise up churches. And how actually the apostle shifts the atmosphere. That's what the apostle Paul did. When he went to uh, the Greeks, he went to the Romans, he saw that they were worshiping false gods, and what did he do? He shifted the atmosphere for the encounter with the anointing of God through the Holy Spirit. If you read in, in, in Acts, you read throughout both of uh, the epistles. That's what he was talking about. You know, he was filled with the Spirit and with the authority of Jesus Christ, casting out demons, shifting the atmosphere, changing the culture. That's what an apostle does. Prophet speaks the word out, speaks it on behalf as an ambassador for God. An evangelist brings the Lord to Christ, just like the woman in the will did. She brought the Samaritan to Christ. She led them by example. And the pastor and the teacher go hand in hand because they're both teachers. One is a teacher of the flock, and the other one teaches because the middle finger gets a word deep into the ear as a teacher. You talking about the that's really yeah that's really <laughs> that's really cool I didn't know that 
But uh, it's like one thing that we teach over at Jordan's Crossing is Romans 12. Romans 12, you want, you want us to go there or what? Oh, and it says, you know, it says right here, it says, In Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them in prophecy in portion to our faith and service and our serving the one who teaches in his teachings and the one who exhorts in our exhortions. The one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does not act, that does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. So I actually, my thing with, with gifts and stuff, like everybody in this room doing something different. Like you might have somebody that's empathic. I actually believe that people can be empathic. You can feel other people's emotions and sadness and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. You might have someone that speaks straight fire. That no, that no scripture speaks straight fire. You might have somebody that's you know physically, like you said, football players. Someone that's faster than somebody. These are all gifts. Even though we form one body, you know, we all have different gifts because we all embody Him. So we all have these different traits and beautiful things that were given to us by Him. But we're all different in our own ways. And that's where I was looking at this at, and what He was saying is different gifts given to us by the grace. Yes, sir. Anybody else? We good? Oh my! What's your name, sir? My name is Kyle. Kyle, how you doing, sir? Um. So what? What I get out of this is uh. So it says now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Okay. Now who is the church? We we are the church, right? Yes. Okay. So the gifts that He gave us are the apostles, which are and right here. You know, uh, the prophets, the evangelists, and for me personally, an evangelist is the one that led me to the foot of the cross. So that's that's very uh, significant to me. Uh, the pastors and teachers. So for me, these are the the roles of the type of person that is going to come into your life and lead you to the foot of the cross. Because it's either going to be a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, or an apostle. And that's what that means to me. That those are the gifts to the church, which is which we are the church, and, and that's how we're, we're gonna come to the foot of the cross. That's what I get out of it. Amen, amen, amen. Anybody else? I don't think you're the church right away. I mean, you got to work up, work up to the being the church. I mean, then you work your way up to being true. No, it's not. If you can honor and respect and not angry and just all the things that Jesus Christ went through, then you know, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of uh, currents to be able to do that. You know, then it's like taking all the oceans in different currents. You're going to blind in the situation that we have in our lives. Yeah. And the person that's going to with the gel or anything that we created made that person worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know that for a fact, you know, because I never went to jail. And I know if I would have ever went to jail, I wouldn't be in this room today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just a fact. Yeah. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not perfect because there was only a, ever only one perfect man. I agree with you on that. <laughs> uh, now, now uh, he was saying we got to work our way to being in the, being the church and uh, I, I definitely agree that you know you can't just pop up and be an evangelist you can't just pop up and be a prophet right right well it depends on like me you know I, I got woke up at 42 years old 
I didn't read the Bible at all, and now that I read it, I, I'm reading things that I've accomplished, and I could not accomplish if my eyes would have been open my whole life. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like real talk, you know? I, I, I believe the it. things that we, we put in each other's life, dude, Joe, the worst thing that we ever did, guys, Joe is what we made, the, the five beasts would have entered me. And, and it would have been, it's like that Bible says, dude, you know? Everything in that Bible says is true, and I'm actually doing it. I'm not just reading it, I'm doing it. As I'm reading it, I'm living it. You know Amen. And, and I know that, that God guides me, you know, and it took my adversity in my life at 42 to see. And if I would have seen this adversity in my life at an early age, I wouldn't have no respect towards law enforcement, judges, and I would have just went to jail. You know what I'm saying? Back and forth. You know? And that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to put that blister on his hand. So I got a question. I got a question for you before you go to So you you were just you're just talking about how he woke you up. Can he wake you up and lead you to him without him making you a prophet? Because I I want to I, I want to make sure the question is answered. Because we we talk about these spiritual gifts, and I believe God can wake you up. I believe He can draw you to Him. And he still say, you know, I, exactly what you truly want to do in your heart. He gives you exactly what you want in your heart. But who wants the father? Like honestly, you know, real talk. Who wants the father? Who wants? So I want the father. You know what I'm saying? Not without me even knowing about it, dude. And when he woke me up, dude, it's like, wow, I had to go through this adversity. I had to leave everything that I've ever worked for, everything my father ever worked for, everything that, that I had toward my grandpa. You know, everything I, I have, I lost, and I need to go through that. So I can see that other side of that picture. All right, I got a scripture. I want you. I, want, I got a scripture. I want to put it on the table. All right. I got a scripture. I want to put it on the table. Everybody with me still? Amen. All right. I, if we're watching the clock, it's seven oh nine. I'm gonna help you. <laughs> all right. All right. But I got a scripture. I want to put up. We're still sticking with the spiritual gifts. All right. And it, you know, it's so much in God to talk about. And that's why I brought these questions so I could just kind of, we can, we can itemize it down. But I want to go 1 Corinthians 12, and I want to start at verse 30, then we, we'll, uh, no, I want to start at verse 29, and then I want to go to a different verse. All right? So, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, if you got your phone, your phone can help you out. 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to go with 29. And when you get that, Amen. I want you to read. Right, he already read it out. Okay, hold on, hold on. Don't read it yet. We got to make sure everybody there. 1 Corinthians 12 and 29. Okay. Talk to me. What does it say? Did it have a question mark at the end of that? Yeah. That's why I was going to pause. Or all the pause. Yeah, you got to pause. Good job. You know how to read. That's a question. Can we answer that today? The question say what? Are all apostles possible? And my man here uh, was just telling us apostles did some really serious work. So the question is, is all apostles, I'm going to let you be the, uh, the answer that. You ain't got to say it out loud. You ain't got to tell me who you know. But the question is, are all apostles? No. Everybody gets a measure of the gifts. Of okay. We, we, that one. That one. What else is that? Why are we talking about apostles? What is that? Why are we talking about apostles? Apostles. apostles. No, no. We talk about it. We talk about an apostle. We talk about God sent man. We talk about we we talk about Paul. We talk about Peter. We talk about men that you can go through the scripture. And when they left the town, 
They shook up the whole town. Oh, yeah. uh, we come out when they left the town, people knew that they had came through there. Mm -hmm. So much so they put him in jail, and when they put him in jail, the jail shook. <laughs> God of mine. The jail shook. Huh? And they come in there and they say, hold on, he, he was about to cut his neck off because he thought he lost the privilege. Paul said, we still here, man. I ain't got a rep for you. <laughs> we still here. Uh, so are all apostles? No, no. Never are all prophets. No. Y'all can't give me a yes on none of them. They just they just come out. Hey, I just want to be a prophet. So then, what, what else you got? What, if it's no. Oh, hold on, hold on. Make sure I want everybody to get it. We in First Corinthians twelve and twenty nine. First Corinthians twelve and twenty nine. And we, I, I saw you come in, Bob. So I'm gonna just reiterate kind of what we're answering. I had a caller's question asking about spiritual gifts and how do they uh, come about? Do, do somebody just, I'm, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet, or is there an order to this gift? All right? Or do you just wake up one day and you're an apostle, you're a prophet? So, what the scripture say? It's a question. It is a question. And so is the caller. It is a question. What we got? Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Mm. Are all workers of miracles? Mm. Next one it says, they all have gifts. Now, 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 you you in the you in the thirtieth verse? I'm thirty. Let's go to the twenty. Eighth verse, if I'm not mistaken. Twenty eighth verse. There you go. And God has appointed. Y'all with me now? Let, let, let's spread this thing out. You know, you can't just be what you want to be here. Just like you know, I will tell you about. I'm a coach. The kids come to me and say, I want to play quarterback. I am a quarterback. Coach set him in order. And so, what did it say, boss man? Some. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles. Second prophets. Now, 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 we're not really dealing with this part of it. This is a whole nother day question, right? This is a whole nother day function. But I just want you to hear what that scripture said. What, what place, what place in the church did God set the apostles? First. Y'all, y'all heard me on that? The first. It said God have set some in the church first apostles. So, so, so my, my question is, if he set them first, what does that mean? If God, can we say God? Yeah. That there is an order. Oh, y'all with me today? Repeat that question, brother. So, if, if the scripture said God set some in the church first, apostles, the call of question was, is there an order? To this gift. Yes. By God's word, there is an order. By God's word, there is an order. Y'all with me today? Let's clap up for that. We got that going. So there is an order. There is an order. Now, he, he read about the apostle being first. I can promise you, I'm going to bet everything I got, and I ain't got much, but I, I bet everything I got, that if you don't got the first thing right, you ain't got the second thing right. <laughs> huh? If, if, if you don't have the apostle right, I promise you, you ain't got none of the other spiritual gifts right. Huh? Because the foundation you're standing on, which the scripture teaches us, that the apostles is part of that foundation. 
Will we agree? Amen. All right, all right. Uh, in, in, are, are we, that question, we, we, we pretty solid on that one? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, talk to me. I'm, I'm just asking about the word some. And, uh, Good question. They're numbered from one through the other gifts. There's more than one gift. And uh, when Jesus appointed the disciples as apostles, of course, Judas himself was an apostle who committed suicide. And Matthias, 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 called him to be an apostle. So, my understanding is during that first century, that was the church was built on the apostles. But going into the second and beyond, it's my understanding there are no more apostles today. It means sent one, right? Sent one, that's right. Sent one. Okay. Now, I know we're sent by Christ go into all the world and preach the gospel. Who, who did he tell that to there? Everybody. All the let saints. me, let me, let me. Saints. Yep, I'm with you. Now, I just don't understand there, there being apostles in this time, the modern time. I believe the other teachers, is, I, I got questions coming at me, so... Oh, I see a hand up there, man. What we got? I'm going to have to make a difference on that one. What about, what about the pastors and teachers and evangelists? We're the evangelists for the church, bringing friends and loved ones to the church, but also prophets and making the prophecy, speaking the life of God to them through our testimonies. And then shifting, afterward, we're shifting that atmosphere in the household. That's good. What does the Bible say? Um, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your family will be saved. You know, if one comes, the rest will show. God will honor his promises. Once you're saved, your children will be saved. Your generation will be saved. But you got to continue to be diligent with that salvation. Because the enemy is out to still kill and destroy. It's not kill off track. But we have to continue that good fight of faith. And everybody says that, that there's no apostles and prophets. That's a lie. It's biblical. And it's still walking to this very day. Could I, could I, could I, could I continue where you're at right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, you read the scripture. Could you reread that? God has said something. Let's, let's, let's do that. Verse uh, 28? Yes. All right. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healings, help administration. Mm -hmm. Helps in administrations. Varieties of tongues. Okay. That, that's it. That, that's, that's all that. So, so my question to everybody, not just one, my panel, my question is, if God, we just read a scripture, God set some in the church, right? First apostle. I'm going to give you some homework because it's going to be hard to find it. I'm going to tell you. When did he remove them out? He set them in the church first. What biblical teaching do we have that he no longer has them in the church? 
as I say, still to this very day. No, I'm just asking the question. I'm just putting the question. So, 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 that, this, is, this is why this is why we're dealing with this now. Is because some, some, you know, um, like I say, we all believe that God is using us in a way, you know, that is benefiting to the church. But if it's not in order, then how can you prove it without the scripture? Mm-hmm. This is this is the purpose of left talk Jesus. This is not your your normal Sunday service. I don't, you know, I have a Sunday teacher, Sunday school that we go to. This is dealing with the scripture as it, as it is written, and then we apply it as, as a belief. So if he said it in the church, then my question would be, and we can always pick this up another day because I thought we we cleared that question. But if he said it in the church, when did he take him out? Mm, yeah. And that would be that would be the that would be the question that I I would pose and do your homework and then next time we come together you can say right here he took him out and, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go sit down <laughs> huh huh we good how much time we got out mm, so we got like 25 minutes right and uh, right here before we have to before we have to you know. Start rapping or whatever, wrapping it up. Any questions? Any questions or anything or anything so far? Because uh, we probably only had time for maybe one more question. That, uh, but I really uh, thank you all for coming. I really wish you could have heard some of the questions that they played over here. But um, okay, uh, the word uh, gifts. The word gifts. Okay. Now I'm not. I'm, not, I'm still not clear on apostles. I'll have to do my own. Study because I trust my brother down here has got a good view on it, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'm right or wrong or anything about it. I still am confused about that. But do you believe anybody here believe that a person can have more than one gift? Of course, of course. Of course, and I believe this apostle, okay? Because we, because we, we obviously, we obviously understand that gifts now have order. We, we understand that. That's what we just discussed for a little while. Gifts have order. This scripture is going to show you the order and the the operation of the gifts in example form. You're going to actually see this actually play out. Y'all with me? Yeah. Okay. Acts eight. And let's go with four. What does it say? Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Mm-hmm. Can we keep going? Yes. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the... One second. This, this is the same Philip that got, got ordained, okay? Mm-hmm. Same Philip got ordained. Okay, what we got? To them, the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. All right, all right. Now, now look, I'm a real. Can I, can I, I just want to read one, okay? Y'all with me real quick? Okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to read the same thing. Some, some Bibles bring out what you're trying to say, and I just want to make see, uh, give a little context on it. Okay, could we go back? I want to do eight, and I want to go to five. 
Okay, I'm going to begin. It said, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So who did he preach? Okay, let's let's talk him. Okay, he went there preached Christ, and it say the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing miracles which he did. Okay, so who did the miracle? Philip. Okay, huh? okay. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out many that were possessed and taken uh, and that were lame healed. And then I want to scoot over, okay? I want to scoot over because y'all with me right now? Y'all see who did this? Okay. I want you to go right here to verse 15. 14, I'm sorry. Go to verse 14 because I really don't want you focusing on Simon. That's another uh, story for another day. Okay. Verse 14 says, what? Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria received the word of God, they sent unto them who? Peter, Peter and John. Okay, so the evangelist, all right, who is Philip, he went out. Y'all with me? He went out, he got the people hearing, he got the people interested that Jesus was the Christ. Okay? But there was something he couldn't do. I want you to pay attention. This is why I'm telling you order is important because there was something that Philip couldn't do that Peter and John could Y'all don't hear me today. Y'all hear me? I want you to see that thing here. Okay. It said, who when they were come down prayed for them that they might do what? Receive what? All right, we talked about that earlier. See, I have all time back in. Verse 16, what does it say? For, or he had not yet fallen on So the Holy Ghost, nobody that Philip was preaching to had what, what we just said? Nobody had it. Okay, let's just make that clear. Nobody had it. All these people were spiritualists. Even Simon made himself seem like he was some great person. But what does it say? The for as yet fallen on any of them only, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What he told Nicodemus, you got to have. What he say? Water and spirit. Y'all with me? So, so they, so they, so they had, they had the baptism, right? But they couldn't get. It was something they couldn't receive here until. Y'all, y'all stick with me. Let, let, let's see this thing here. Okay, verse 17. What does it say? Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Who did that? Peter and John. That wasn't Philip, was it? Mm-hmm. Y'all with me? Amen. We talking about those spiritual gifts now. Amen. But until they came, the order was not there. Y'all with me? Yeah. If you play sports, just like just like uh, you going out playing basketball before you know uh, in the um, 1800s they used to play basketball too. You know what the difference was? Okay, but what about the court? Can you help me out on the court? What, what was on the court? Dirt. What no lines? Y'all with me? What no three pointers? Yeah. Huh? What no out of bounds? Y'all with me? Yeah. See, this is how spiritual gifts are without order. Everybody just running around just shooting. <laughs> you don't know who made the part. 
This oil that I'm telling you about, it gives the lines in the court. And, and it comes from the scripture. Y'all with me? So, so just for the sake of, because uh, we, we probably won't have time to get another uh, telephone question, but just for the sake that you can see how, how strong, how strong this, this word is here, it says, Peter and John came and they laid hands on them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me? And it say in verse 18, it say, and when Simon, somebody read that off their Bible. I, I, I don't read it several times. Uh, what, what you got, Bob? If I understand this right, Simon wanted to purchase that ability. <laughs> hey, you, you, you understand it very well. Let me deal with that. Huh? Y'all with me? Simon, Simon saw, he, he, was, he was hanging around with Philip was preaching. And he saw people getting healed. Right? He saw, you know, the lame walking, he saw people. But see, that, that that's a natural thing. And so I like to tell you, even if God blessed you to walk when you couldn't walk, even when he blessed you naturally, there's still something more important than a healing. We just talked about salvation. Y'all with me? Yeah. He told you, he that believe in him baptized shall be saved. He told Nicodemus, marvel not. You must be born again of water and what else? Water and spirit, water and Holy Ghost and baptize you with fire. That's, that's what it takes to actually be saved. So, right here, I want to finish y'all right here. It said in verse 18, he already said it, but I want to put it out before you. Acts 8 and 18, it said, And when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands, what was given? Crowd of mind. What did he try to do? Now, I'm going to tell you how you know a true apostle. Let me live. You know, there's just one way. I ain't going to dumb it down that way. But I'm going to tell you one way. Okay, verse 19. He said, saying, give, could y'all read this with me? Verse 19, what does it say? Give, give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I receive the Holy Ghost. Hold on, hold on before you read the next verse. Hold on before you read the next verse, huh? I, I, I'm trying to put some lines on this court for you today. Huh? I, I'm trying to make people not just come up here and talk about you're a quarterback. Uh, I'm trying to help people actually stay within the confines of the scripture. Y'all with me tonight? Okay, that's what this verse is going to do here because a true apostle, he ain't taking your money. He ain't just going to run off and take your money. He got a word to tell you. Read all through the scripture, you will see it was a word. Y'all with me? Okay, verse 19, he say, what did he say? Oh no, we on verse 20. This is Peter talking. What Peter say? But Peter said unto him, May your servant perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. Good God of mine. Yeah, mine say, let your money, because some of us don't know about silver and gold. I ain't never had silver and gold, but I know about money. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all, from, I'm from Florida. I don't know too much about gold mining, but, but uh, I know about money, because money is green everywhere. But he said, your money perish with thee. And this is what a true man of God, this is what a true apostle is going to do. He's going to, uh, he's going to set in order the things of God. He, he, he just not bought. You can't buy him. We talked earlier, we talked earlier about when the jail had broke, the apostle didn't leave. He could have ran free. You with me? He could have ran free after the things of the world, but the apostle, he was still in the jail when the jailer came 
And uh, he said, do yourself no harm. All right. So that question, we should be pretty solid that these spiritual gifts, do they have order? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up with that one. Good. All right. We pray that we can get this room again next month and do it again. But oh, any questions? Any comment, anything you want to share? Yes, sir. Is there any way next month that you can stretch it out for a little bit more time or no? Man, I can, I can put it in, I to put in that application. I can do it. If, if they approve it, I'll sure tell you. I'll sure tell you, man. Uh, Is it going to be a one-month Bible study? Yeah, man, I'm trying to do it once a month, man. I, yeah. I'm trying to do it once a month, man. If, I, if we can come here once a month, man, and my, my goal is to have, you know, questions that people send to my email, you know, um, even if you bring in questions, we can we can put a box in. People out there have a question that they can get an answer. If they don't want to say it out loud, they can write it down, put it in the box there. I'm, I'm, I'm here. For, I'm here to not talk about him, but I'm here to talk him. And the reason I say that when I say it, I'm, I'm, it's right there. Amen. Y'all with me today? Yes. 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 Mr. Ball, what we got there? If you're gonna do it next month. How about emailing the topic and the verses that you're going to cover? I, I, I would love, I would love to do that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would love to do that. So, so some people, I ain't calling them names, but some people that was a put that I had on my panel, they already knew where I was going today because they had the questions. Okay, but uh, but next time, if you want to participate, if you can go ahead and I got the email right there. And then I can shoot you the questions uh, that we're, yeah, you've been on the call, you, you hear people ask questions, but I've been on the call, you, people ask questions, I don't just want it to be for me because it, 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 it's good for everybody, y'all with me? Yeah, this, this man was on fire, he should have, he should have added a fourth chair. Yeah, right. Heads up, then when you're doing your presentation, it'll help us reinforce what we studied. Uh, that, that's, what, that's what I would like to do, but I didn't have time to meet any of you before today. But I'm gonna say I am glad to have met all of you. If anybody, if anybody would like to reach me, like I say, let's talk to you at Hotmail, and I have a cell number as well. But I'm, I'm thankful that all of you guys showed up. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna talk to our pastor because he didn't tell us the questions. <laughs> he didn't tell, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who your pastor is, but. Uh, I don't even know. So I ain't yeah, I'll explain it. Man. He could have told us the questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these, these ain't no popular questions, man. My, I have panelists that are that, that, that not here today for whatever reason. They do have the questions. But then the only people I was expecting to show up, I'll be honest with you, I, didn't, I was only expecting the panelists to show up. So I, I would love to give you guys the questions and we can just chop it up before we get here. Y'all hear me? Yeah, Amen. Yeah, All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Yes, sir. There you have it. You just heard another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Ray Shard, and if you would like to hear these sessions live and in person, email me at letstalkjesus at hotmail.com. Until next time, stay blessed.